At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Champion Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. It's the nightcap here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Week 13 has officially been kicked off in the NFL. Thursday night football at the half right now from New Orleans. Nolens, as the Cowboys lead the Saints 13 to 7. Sean, before the game, the Cowboys won up to six and a half point favorites on the live line right now. Nine point favorites. Over the Saints. Yeah, I just hope the daiquiris and car bombs are getting consumed rapidly because, I mean, this offensive display by both teams in the first half has been, I guess you could call it, boring. Yeah, you know, the uh, Saints looked like they were going to drive there prior to the end of the first half. Taysom Hill throws an interception, which was a pretty crazy interception. It's not like he threw it directly to the other team. It was a bad throw to his own receiver. But a great play by the Cowboys defense, staying in bounds, making that interception, and then Dallas, uh, you know, took over and, and had an opportunity there. But I think that Taysom Hill so far, I know the the scoring production hasn't been there, uh-huh. but I've liked what I've seen from this Saints offense. They have shown a little bit of life more so than with Trevor Simeon than they have in several weeks. Yeah, I just think that there's a comfort level from a defensive standpoint when you play a team that has a quarterback that's like Taysom Hill. There's not a vertical component that you're afraid of. There's not the deep crossing patterns that mm-hmm. you're afraid the quarterback's going to, you know, beat you with. So you can just tell how aggressive Dallas has been defensively. They know that Sean Payton is going to try and design uh, screens, you know, dink and dunk passes, and they've been all over it. You know, I was so frustrated because I knew this was a dead under game. Now, mm. I don't know what's going to happen in the second half, but the pace of play – how difficult it is to get a first yeah. down. I mean, it looks like the game is going to stay under. And Thursday unders have been really good this season, right. and especially as of late. Uh, I think the, the screen pass game is obviously working for the Saints right now. That's how they've gotten a bulk of their passing yardage is through the screen game. I need to see Taysom Hill run the ball more. His rushing prop coming into this game was around 37, I believe, 39 and a half yards. He is at 12 yards rushing right now, but his passing prop Prior to the game, 218.5. He threw for 144 yards in that first half. It's look, it looks like he's going to eclipse that pass. Yeah, they five. can't win like this. You know, you talked about the yards, which you look at. But for me, it's the uh, rushing attempts. Mm. I mean, Taysom Hill created 
a kind of unique spot in this league based on his ability to run the ball at quarterback. So I know there's a little hesitancy because he's been injured, so he might not be fully healthy. I'm sure they don't want him to get re-injured, but they can't win if Sean Payton can't come up with a way to utilize Taysom in this run game. I mean, you look back there. I'm trying to figure out who the Saints are playing with because they pan to the <laughs> sideline, and I see Alvin Kamara and all these familiar faces. So I'm like, who's in the game? So I think they're going to have to throw caution to the wind. Shout out to the Saints defense. Unbelievable job keeping them in this football game. But in the second half, if the Saints are going to win, Taysom Hill has to start being a part of this run game. So if you have the Taysom Hill rush prop, which you said was 39 and a half yards, I wouldn't panic yet because he's going to have to make some plays with his feet yes. in order for New Orleans to have a chance. I agree. And this is why I've been waiting for Sean Payton to make this move because mm-hmm. their offense needed a spark. And I understand why he didn't do it yet because Taysom Hill is hurt. Obviously, he suited up last week, didn't even get in the game. And they were embarrassed in Thanksgiving. So now he's healthy enough. He becomes the starting quarterback. I need to see more designed runs for Taysom Hill. He only has ran the ball twice in this game. Two carries for 12 yards. But you mentioned the Saints defense. The Cowboys, their longest rush was by CeeDee Lamb. Mm -hmm. Zeke, five carries for 12 yards. Tony Pollard, four carries for six yards. They're getting nothing going on the ground. Zeke's total coming into the game 45 and a half, Tony Pollard, 43 and a half. I don't think either of those guys are going to hit. I agree. I'll tell you this, though. If you had the uh, over two receptions for Ezekiel and over two receptions for Tony Pollard, two and a half, (laughs) I think, you're probably going to be okay. But that Tony Pollard, 16 and a half receiving yards, I don't know if they're getting there. Uh, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to figure Dallas out. There was a point about week five or six where I thought Dallas was a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And then they had this lull, and the easy way to, uh, to I guess, look at it was, okay, no Amari Cooper, no CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. That's why the offense is sputtering, but it looks like they have a legitimate issue in pass protection. I mean, Dak Prescott has been under duress the majority of the night. They haven't been able to create explosive plays. And I know New Orleans is a good defense, but just big picture. You know, Dallas, this is a game where – if your defense fails you, I get it, but they have to be able to rely on this offense if they think they're going to make a run in the playoffs. Second half spread, Saints plus three, total 22.5. Where are you going? Under 22.5. I mean, it's been a struggle. Okay. Yeah, it's been a struggle to score. I go under 22.5. Under 22.5. I'm going to go Saints plus three. So my prediction mm-hmm. before the game was Saints win outright. Okay. And it was based on the fact that in the last five contests between these two teams, the home team has won all five. Mm-hmm. Saints have won the last three uh, in New Orleans, and Dallas has won the two that were there. And I just don't think Sean Payton's the kind of coach that loses five games in a row. You know something? He isn't. Yeah. Because he's never done it in his career. You're right. So it's like I just – and <laughs> I've been bit – with road favorites. So, yeah. I mean, I want somebody else to feel the pain. I didn't the, actually bet the, the actual game. So, <laughs> The only two times that Sean Payton has lost four games in a row in his career, the game, the next game, 2-0, and both straight up and against the spread, both games yeah. as an underdog. So I said I was betting more Sean Payton over Coach Quinn, who's filling in for Coach yep. McCarthy, which that's pretty much a wash to me. I would have taken Payton over McCarthy as well. But, I mean, if you're Sean Payton, you couldn't ask for anything else. If you said before the game started, listen, we'll get into halftime, you'll only be down six. Yep. He would have taken it. So, I'm going to stick with my pregame prediction that the Saints found a way to win this outright. And this is a debilitating, crushing loss for Dallas if that happens. So, let's get into that. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. He's Sean King. It's the nightcap here on VCNV Sports Betting Network. If the Dallas Cowboys lose this game, I have been touting the Washington football team, Mm. for a couple of weeks now. Not because I love the way that they're playing, not because I think that they're better than anybody else, but because looking at the schedule, Mm -hmm. they are in control of the NFC East. They do. As crazy as it sounds, Washington controls this division. They have two games with Dallas. They have two games with Philadelphia. They win three of those four games. They could realistically win this division. Now, if they win all of them, if they win out, and it includes two wins over Dallas, they're winning the division. But they might only need to win three of those games. They were at plus 1,200 or plus 1,400. It went down to plus 1,200 with the Cowboys losing on Thanksgiving. If the Cowboys lose this game mm-hmm. tonight, Washington to win the division might go down to maybe plus 1,000. 
Uh-huh. And then if Washington beats Vegas on Sunday, those odds are going to decrease even further, and it actually becomes more of a realistic possibility that Washington can win this division. I agree. And what's fascinating is their best player is not even playing. Chase Young is yeah. out. Logan Thomas has been out. He just got back. But, you know, to your point, Washington's playing with confidence. You know, Tampa comes to town. Mm-hmm. They beat Tampa. You know, they go on this little mini winning streak. Now, they play at the Raiders Sunday. I think that's a tough game depending on which Derek Carr shows up. But like you said, the rest of their season is all division yep. games. So, I mean, if you're Ron Rivera, you couldn't ask to be in a better position. You know, you lose your starting quarterback, you know, in week one. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everybody thinks the season's over. But, I mean, you're talking about a letdown. If the Cowboys go from where they were after ten after uh, eight weeks to not winning the division, I mean, Jerry Jones may just go ahead and, and, and pull the plug. <laughs> I mean, he may get rid of everybody, I mean, including his son. You think about this. The Cowboys, if they lose this game, they'll fall to 7-5. and five. If Washington wins on Sunday, they'll be 6-6. Six they'll be six six. And six. So yeah. They're right there behind them. These two teams will play next week mm-hmm. in Washington. Then the Cowboys go to New York to play the Giants. They're going to be favored in that game. Then they're home against Washington. That's the other game that, that matters. But then they play against the Cardinals. And the Cardinals at that point, yes, the game is in Dallas, but the Cardinals will have a lot to play for as well. They're going to be playing for a number one seed potentially, or it, it, we, if they have a losing streak, which I doubt, they'll be trying to stave off the Rams. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be them trying to fight with the Packers for the number one overall seed. And then they wrap up the season at the Eagles, who would love nothing more than to play the spoiler role here. Yeah. So this is not an easy stretch for the Cowboys, a team that, frankly, has not looked good in the past several weeks. So what are the odds right now? And I know they're suspended because the game is going on. It was plus, to win the uh, NFC East. Do it, we was have plus a 12, it was for plus 1,200 for Washington. I just Okay, so the uh, Cowboys are minus 800. Yeah. And I would take the Eagles at 12-1. to 1. What worries me about the Eagles they is that— They get the that, Jets— Yes. And then they've got to buy, so they get to get healthy, kind of mm-hmm. get everything figured out. They play Washington twice, Dallas, yes. and the Giants. So the same argument can be made that they control their destiny. But what like worries Washington me does. about them is that right now at 5-7, and seven, if the Cowboys lose this game at 7-5, and five, they're still two games behind Dallas, mm-hmm. and Dallas won that first game. So by winning the second game, it's going to come down to the divisional record. It's going to come down to tiebreakers as opposed to Washington – that can just win the head-to-head matchup. Right. Like, Philly's not in control of the head-to-head matchup. They need to win just a tie. And if they lose to Dallas, doesn't matter if they win out the rest of their schedule. They lose to Dallas, it's over. So here's what we're saying. We're saying that you're, you're, you're pulling Washington. I'm pulling Philly. Dallas, after tonight, has five games left. Mm-hmm. Three of those games, like you said, are versus Washington and Philly. Yep. So I could very easily see Dallas going one and five down the stretch. The way they're playing right what a now. What collapse. No. I mean. This- well, listen, hey, let's, they're winning right now, okay? The Dallas Cowboys are winning at the half. The second half so is going to Tim always talks about hedging. This is what we're going to do. We're going to both put something down on the Eagles and Washington since they're both 12-1 to 1 to win a NFC East, and one of us is going to be right. Cowboys up 13-7 to 7 at the half on the New Orleans Saints Thursday Night Football kicking off Week 13 in the NFL. He's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. This is the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Level. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. This segment of the Nightcap is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn. America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zinn. So head on over to Zinn.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Back here on the Nightcap, Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Taysom Hill has gone over his rushing yardage prop, 48 yards on five carries, and there's still 10 minutes to go in the third quarter. I'm, so I'm pretty sure they have the studio bugged. Sean Payton's <laughs> listening to me. I'm just telling you, that's what his greatest attribute and asset is. And so let me explain to the, the listeners and the viewers exactly why it's so hard to defend the QB run game. Because you're always looking for numbers when you're trying to design a run game. Mm-hmm. You, I want to be able to have enough blockers to block the amount of defenders that are a threat. And so when you're the quarterback's the runner, now you get to add an extra blocker in, which is generally the unblocked guy, whether it be a safety, a corner, an outside backer. And so when you have a guy that's like Taysom, now everyone has a blocker. They have somebody they're responsible for. So now he can really get through some little creases and and put a lot of pressure on the defense. So this is who the Saints are going to be with him at quarterback. And then every now and then you can play action, take a shot. But that's why you don't want him throwing the ball a lot. He is he not a natural thrower yes. of the ball. So yes. When you're playing 11-on-11, 11 11, yeah. you have advantages with C- Taysom Hill. Congrats to everybody that took over. I know yes. it was a, a, a scary first half, but, you know, look at He is wide open. Like, that is like – this is like when he throws the ball, I feel like I'm at a JV high school game. And, like, there's a freshman quarterback that everybody thinks is going to be good eventually – but he's not quite there. You know what's hilarious? And and I, I'm honestly like, I was so baffled when I saw the line at 39 and a half because Taysom Hill made four starts last year mm-hmm. at quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. The first start, 10 carries, 49 yards. The second start, 10 carries, 44 yards. In both of those games, two rushing touchdowns in each game. Right. The third start, 14 carries for 83 yards and then five carries for 33. When I saw 39, actually, I saw 37 and a half. I said, yes, please, ding, 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 signed up, got it at 39 and a half. He's got over 50 yards right now, and I just need to have him score a touchdown so I can hit the Taysom Hill anytime And this has nothing well. to do with anything, but I'm so sick of Troy Aikman. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, he, man, he just gives me a headache. Like, listen, I, I played quarterback. Look at my hand when I hit the dude's helmet. Yeah. If I hit the dude's arm, I mean, don't make excuses <laughs> for me missing wide open guys. Like, come on, man. Like, uh, this just burns me up when Troy does this. You'd rather hear Tony Romo get excited when he predicts the play? Yeah. This has be at least he don't make excuses. Like, I, I, I've called games before. I don't play favorites. <laughs> and I really think because Troy has done it for so long, mm-hmm. you really do develop relationships with the guys. Oh, I'm sure. 
and you don't want to, you like the guy's family, you mm-hmm. like the guy's story, you don't want to, like, be honest sometimes about the fact Taysom Hill sucks throwing <laughs> the football. And the drive stall as soon as Sean Payton asked Taysom Hill to throw the ball. Yeah. I'm surprised. I, I just I want some read option style plays. I want some, you know, more design runs and and see what they can do. But listen, they get on the board. That's all that matters. 13-10 Hopefully. is the score as they convert the okay, field goal. So they're down by three. And I said, hey, plus three. Yeah, you got more confidence than me. No, my computer's just ahead of the team. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> uh, we talked about futures when it comes to the NFL. And how about the future? In college football, the Heisman Trophy ballot has been handed out to Heisman voters, and they have until Monday at about, I think, 5, 6 p.m. Eastern time to submit their votes, which means, Sean, that this weekend's games are the last chance for the Heisman finalists, if you will, to present themselves and try and win this award. Some of the players will not have an opportunity to play. Mm -hmm. C.J. Stroud's season is over. Matt Corral's season is over. Kenneth Walker's season is over. Bryce Young will have an opportunity to play on Saturday, but it is against Georgia, a defense that doesn't allow anybody to do anything. And, in fact, you can make the argument that his odds will probably go down after this performance against Georgia unless he shocks everybody and Alabama puts up a ton of points, which Georgia hasn't allowed anybody to do this season. Aiden Hutchinson is interesting, the highest defensive player on the board in terms of the odds, the latest odds. They're going to play against Iowa. Mm-hmm. Iowa's offense leaves a lot to be desired, so maybe Hutchinson could have a big-time game defensively. But the player that I think is going to impress this weekend mm-hmm. that has a chance to win this award is Pittsburgh quarterback Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett gets to play the ACC championship game against a Wake Forest defense that – no offense, Sean, you suit up right now. You throw for 500 <laughs> yards and five touchdowns uh, against this Wake Forest defense. Heck, I throw for 250 and two touchdowns, long okay? As I got a and good I wasn't line. an NFL quarterback. As long as I got a good old line. <laughs> I don't run like I used to. <laughs> I bet you still have the arm, though. I do. All right? So I just think that Pickett, in this game, if he throws, let's say he has a Kenny Pickett-style game, four, five touchdown passes, no interceptions, 400-somewhat yards, if you look at the numbers, he's got better numbers than the Bryce Youngs, than some of these quarterbacks. So why not Kenny Pickett winning this award? Well, let me say a couple things. First of all, no one's going to actually win the award this year. They're just going to award it to someone. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I think none of the players actually know how to go out and consistently play at a Heisman level. And even the odds makers, like if you look at this – Heisman chase from preseason when Spencer Rattler mm-hmm. was the number one guy on the board based on odds. I mean, it's fluctuated to the point where there are three defensive players yeah. like in the top ten of the odds. And here's what's working against Kenny Pickett, Clemson. If this ACC championship game was against Clemson, mm-hmm. he would get credit for having a great game. What's going to hurt him against Wake Forest? Three of their last four games, they've given up 48 42 and 55. But so, just numbers based, Sean. The guy's thrown for 40 touchdowns right. uh, and, and he's seven a interceptions good player. this year. If he finishes with 45 touchdowns, yeah, seven I, picks, and 4,500 yards thrown. Yeah, I, I just I don't think it'll be enough to jump Bryce Young, who's at minus 220. That's even mm-hmm. if Georgia wins. I think Bryce will win it by default unless Hutchinson has a phenomenal game. I think it's Bryce Young's to lose, to be honest. And to be honest, Bryce Young probably has been from the first snap of the Miami game to right now. Yeah. Alabama as a team hasn't been great, but he has made play after play after play. He's going to win the award. I mean, he's going to be awarded the reward, but no one actually had win. I have a suggestion for the Heisman voters or the committee. Why don't you just put all these names in one of those balls like they do the lottery and let them start, like, bubbling up? And whichever way. I mean, that's probably going to be – because this is a faceless year for the Heisman. It really is. There are some years, like, Ricky Williams went bananas. I I actually have the the craziest thing Uh that would ever happen. Now, this would be be setting precedent, making history, award the Heisman Trophy – to the entire Georgia defense because that's the best player in college football this year has been the entire Georgia defense. 
And yes, I know that what Jordan Davis is up there, right? The linebacker. So, you know, he's uh, one of the guys that's going to be the face of this defense, if you will. But they really are. They're almost a faceless team, Georgia. They are. The Georgia team defense is the MVP of the college football season. There hasn't been a unit in college football more dominant than the Georgia defense. And in a year that nobody is winning this award, it's just going to be someone by default. Because I'll tell you right now. Bryce Young scored that. He engineered that 90-plus-yard touchdown drive to tie the game against Auburn. If they do not score that touchdown and they lose to Auburn, he's not your Heisman favorite right now. He falls off the list. And then it would be, who's going to win this award? The only reason why he's still up there as the favorite is because Alabama actually won that game. The only caveat I'll put on that about Georgia's defense, they caught Clemson in the year where they were absolutely terrible on offense. And you look at the list of quarterbacks they've played, they missed Matt Corral because they didn't play Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. You know, so they haven't really played. This will be the best offense. It's a weak SEC. Yeah, that yes. they've played. I'm anxious to see what they look like because all these receivers are NFL guys at Alabama. The quarterback's going to be a, a top five pick. You know, the offensive line is not Alabama's best. The running back, even though he hadn't been productive, you know, second half of the season as an NFL player, I'm anxious to see what Georgia looks like Saturday. That's probably the most fascinating thing for me yeah. is if Georgia gives up 24 to 30. Uh, they haven't been in those kind of games. I'm anxious to see it. And you know, it's interesting. The guy with the best numbers in college football season, Bailey Zappi, not even on the list. Yeah, he's, he's, a he's thrown for 5,000 yards, 52 touchdowns, and nine picks. They're losing Saturday, by the yeah. way. <laughs> it's a home game for UTSA. It is. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm going with the Hilltop. <laughs> he's Sean King. I'm Scott Seidenberg. In for Tim Murray. Coming up next, Chris Vanini from The Athletic. We'll talk more about championship week in college football. This is the Nightcap. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Alongside Super Bowl champion Sean King, I'm Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray. It's the Nightcap here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's continue the college football discussion as it is championship week. We welcome in Chris Vanini from The Athletic. And Chris, uh, help me settle an argument that Sean and I had last segment. We were talking about the Heisman Trophy. I know you have a vote, so you can't get into who you are leaning towards here. But I think that with no one really stepping up to win this award, there could be a chance for somebody a little further down the odds, maybe a Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh who could put up big numbers this Saturday against the Wake Forest team to win the award. Do you think this season's more wide open than any season you've remembered? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, and championship weekend's going to be incredibly important for everybody involved. From Bryce Young is in the championship game. Kenny Pickett's in the championship game. Will Anderson. Aiden Hutchinson, um, it, this is really completely up for grabs. And I think these championship games, these big stages, will go a long way toward determining that, uh, at least for the people who waited to turn in their vote. Some people have probably – votes are eligible to be turned in now, and I think it's absolutely ridiculous that yeah. people turn theirs in now, especially in a year like this. They should have, like, uh, something to to differentiate these kind of years. No one won it. It just was awarded to someone. (laughs) (laughs) Because in my opinion, Chris, Matt Corral is the best player in the country. But because of Ole Miss losing the Alabama game, he probably can't win it. Now, how hard is it to get, like, everyone at least on similar pages in these years where nobody really has stepped up and really had a Heisman season. By everybody, you mean like the voters? Yeah, the voters. Well, it's interesting because, like, the ballots go out, there's a certain number per region, and so that impacts the the result. You know, the year that Derrick Henry won it over, I think, Christian McCaffrey, you know, there was certainly a lot of people on the East Coast who never – saw Christian McCaffrey play very mm-hmm. much. Yep. That, 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 that factors into kind of who gets these things. 
And that's why I think the championship game was so important. And who was paying attention to what championship game at the time uh, is important. Obviously, the SEC game in the middle of the day gets a look at almost all the attention every year because it's such a big game, and that'll certainly be the case this year. The SEC championship game is going to have the most viewers, probably going to have the most Heisman voters watching it, too. Well, I said there should be a write-in candidate, and it should be the entire Georgia defense, Chris, because <laughs> it's they're the best unit in college football by far this season. They're going to face their toughest test, though. Alabama coming up here on Saturday. What do you expect to see in this game? Do you think the Georgia defense will be tested by Bryce Young in this Alabama offense? Well, it's interesting because Georgia's numbers are ridiculous. They're allowing fewer points per game than we've seen in decades. Um, but we haven't actually seen them play that many great offenses. I mean, they've played Tennessee. They shut down Tennessee. But Alabama's by far going to be the best offense they've seen all year. And so I'm curious to see kind of how that first quarter goes, how that first drive goes, that scripted drive that Alabama will probably have, and you kind of make the adjustments from there. Um, at the same time, Alabama's offense, you know, struggled very much to move the ball against Auburn a week ago. Bryce Young completed only 50% of his passes. Uh, so I think there's fair questions about both units and kind of how they're going to look against each other. Chris Vanini from The Athletic here on the nightcap. Chris, I said preseason. I thought this was the year of David. I thought the Goliaths were going to have what they considered down years. I predicted Clemson would be 9-3. and three. Everybody thought I was crazy, but I just – you can't continually graduate all those NFL-caliber players and not at some point expect to have a, a below-average season for what you've been doing. But the question is – Who's the outside team that you think has a legit shot to get into the college football playoff? Let's just say Alabama loses to Georgia. Let's start with that. Is it Oklahoma State? Is it Baylor if they win that game? Is it Notre Dame who's sitting there, or is it someone else? Well, well Oklahoma State is clearly in the best spot to move in of, of the teams that are not currently in. They're number five. You know, if Georgia beats Alabama and Oklahoma State wins, they will get in. Some people think they could jump Cincinnati with a win over Baylor. Uh, I'm skeptical of that because Cincinnati's undefeated and they play a, a top 25 team uh, as, as well. But it's possible. So Oklahoma State is certainly in the best spot to move up and, and in, but they're going to need somebody to lose here. If, if Alabama beats Georgia, two SEC teams are in, and if Michigan wins, Cincinnati wins, I don't know if Oklahoma State gets in. So a lot of things can happen, but Oklahoma State's in a good spot. Do you think Baylor has a chance? If Baylor beats Oklahoma State, now obviously everyone needs help. Like if Alabama loses to Georgia, it opens up a spot. So it could either be Notre Dame, who's right there on the outside looking in, or Baylor, who would be a two-loss Big 12 Conference champion who just beat the number five team in the nation, who avenged a loss from earlier in the season. I know a two-loss team has never made the college football playoff, but by avenging that loss, you can almost make the argument to consider them a, a one-loss team. If you're pinning them up against Notre Dame, who would you put in? That is the big question. If Georgia knocked Alabama down, if Iowa upsets Michigan, if Houston upsets Cincinnati, and Baylor wins, you know, Baylor will jump Ole Miss, they'll jump Ohio State, they'll jump Oklahoma State. But can they jump a two-loss Alabama? Can they jump a one-loss Notre Dame? I, I don't really know. Obviously, the committee was prepared to potentially ding Notre Dame for not having yeah. a coach. But if, but if they're keeping, if they're keeping uh, Marcus Freeman, if they're keeping Tommy Reese, if they're keeping a lot of the staff so far, I don't know how much you really can. That, that will be – if a lot of things go crazy, that will be the biggest question. Does a two-loss Baylor jump Notre Dame? I'm going to say no. I, I, I don't think so um, because there's never, never been a two-loss team, because uh, Notre Dame's one loss was to Cincinnati, um, because I think there's a lot of emotion around it now and not, not wanting to penalize Notre Dame for that. There's been a lot of backlash to that idea. So um, I don't think Baylor can jump Notre Dame, but they could. I mean, there, 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 there is an outside chance. Chris, I know you have that top secret – email 
that goes out to the committee that votes for the college football playoff. So <laughs> I need Notre Dame to get in the college football playoff and win the national championship because I just want to see Brian Kelly send a text asking, can he come back? That he made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and that he should not have left. Uh, moving around, speaking of Brian Kelly, just took the LSU head job. Still some really prominent jobs out there that are available, including Oklahoma. Virginia just came available today. You know, have you heard anything or any whispers about who are going to be the next head coaches? Um, you know, Virginia was Virginia was a real shock to, to everybody. Um, Bronco Mendenhall just made that decision, I think, today or yesterday is what he said and kind of just wants to get away from football and go have a normal life. And he's always been kind of a unique guy like that. Um, so it's not a total surprise that he would do that, but the timing and everything, suddenly Virginia needs, needs a new coach. Someone I think to keep an eye on would be uh, Anthony Poindexter. He's the co-defensive coordinator at Penn state. He's one of the best players in Virginia history. They've retired his jersey there. He coached there for, at least a decade. Um, he's someone I think will certainly get a lot of um, attention there in Virginia. And similar, like State today, and Tony Alford, I think back to Ohio, really trying to get that several times. We're all running back out of State, and just, you know they've been hitting him, but passing out so much. There's a lot of support among friends and among people there to get. Look at the at Ohio. Travion Henderson, J.K. Dobbins. The guy's one of the best running back coaches in the country. And so those support for Colorado job. So those are the jobs today. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Chris, I appreciate the time. Thank you for joining us here on the Nightcap and enjoy the games this weekend. Yo, sorry, was that you cut out for a second? What was that? Yeah, I was saying thank you so much uh, for joining us. Enjoy the games this weekend. Yep, no problem. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Chris Vanini from the Athletic joining us here on the Nightcap. Uh, I'm very curious, and and with Lincoln Riley at USC, how quickly does that turn around for them? And would you consider USC a legitimate contender in the Pac-12? Next yeah, absolutely. Year? They're the favorite. You think so? Yeah, USC is not a rebuild ever because of their ability to they go have talent. And, yeah, and then they can go and recruit. Like, you're going to see this class rise up mm-hmm. to the top. And the one thing about Lincoln, he's a great evaluator. You know, so he's not just getting guys that have five-star rankings. He's getting guys that are actually five-stars. And yeah. sometimes there's a big difference. I'll say this. I was on Denver Radio, and I was plugging my guy Tony Alford today, too, for that <laughs> Colorado State job. Well, uh, Sean does have a future on Notre Dame. I do. I have an even longer shot future. Let's talk about the college football playoff a little bit further coming up next right here on the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. Holiday offer is here. Right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the VSIN store. Get all of our expert sports betting analysis, insights, and data for the rest of the football season, plus $20 to buy VSIN sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear. Hurry, this is a limited time offer, so sign up now for the perfect sports betting holiday gift at vsin.com/slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King. It's the nightcap here on VEASAN. You go to that VEASAN store, you get yourself one of these, Sean. Nice. Three and a half? The plus three and a half shirt. Okay. Because uh, that's that's the theme of the NFL this season is the yeah. underdogs. I got to start working out with you. I can't fit in that shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I won today, man. And uh, let's just say very nice scenery. Nice. Uh, let's take a look, though, at some future odds. I know you got one on Notre Dame to win the college football playoff. Plus 2,500 right now, Notre Dame is up on DraftKings Sportsbook. I think there is incredible value on some of the longer shots here. And what I mean by value is I'm not saying this team's going to win the national championship, Sean. I'm not even saying this team's going to get into the college football playoff. But at plus 20,000, 200 to 1, mm-hmm. Baylor actually has a chance. I can see a path to get into the college football playoff. Now, let me explain that path. Certainly, if there's two losses in the top four, the pack, the Big 12 champ is getting in. Okay. Guaranteed. All right. Whether it's Oklahoma State or Baylor, they're getting in if two teams lose. If Alabama loses and, let's say, Michigan loses, or Alabama loses and Cincy loses, they're getting in. I truly think if Oklahoma State wins, if any of the top four lose – they jump Notre Dame. I agree. Right. I agree. Baylor, well, I think they've already jumped two. them. Right. They've already jumped them. Oklahoma right. State's number five. So right. Oklahoma State is in if they win. If they win and Alabama loses. I agree. But I'm saying if two teams lose, mm-hmm. if Baylor wins the Big 12, they're getting it. 100%. If two teams lose. Now, the argument is if only one of those teams lose, if it's Alabama losing, we know Oklahoma State's going to get in with a win, mm-hmm. but can Baylor leapfrog Notre Dame and get in? Now, people are automatically going to say they're ranked ninth. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can go from nine to four. I would disagree with that, and I'll say the rankings don't mean anything because there are teams ahead of them in the rankings that are obviously not playing this weekend. Right. Ole Miss is not playing. Ohio State's not playing. You don't have to worry about these teams in the rankings. Baylor would have a win over the number five team in the nation. If we're just comparing them to Notre Dame's resume, mm-hmm. Notre Dame has one loss. Their loss is to Cincinnati, yes, and we're going to say Cincinnati finishes off their undefeated season. Right. They're in the playoff. But they have zero top 25 wins. Baylor would have a win over number five Oklahoma State and a conference title where Notre Dame did not play for a conference title. Conference championships have to matter. And before you say they're a two-loss team compared to a one-loss team, by beating Oklahoma State, Baylor would avenge one of their losses from earlier this season. Right. In my mind, I could almost cancel out that earlier loss and consider them a one-loss team because they beat Oklahoma State. It's like saying, like, let's say Notre Dame, they have one loss to Cincinnati, and then Notre Dame played Cincinnati this weekend and beat them. Right. I look at Notre Dame and say they beat everybody on their schedule. Right. Even though they lost the right. game, they avenged that loss, they beat everybody in front of them. Baylor would have that same argument to almost erase one of their losses. So I, 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 I just want, think they're I want plus you to hit 20, your ticket. I want you to hit your ticket. Yeah. 
Well, but I think they're not winning the national championship. Well, I'm but, just saying yeah. to, to get. Oh yeah, well, they, if they get in, they have a shot. If they, with that defense, all I mean, I'm saying is if if they get in, right. which I think they have a chance to get in, a better chance than 200 to one. And if you're holding a 200 to one ticket yeah. in a semifinal game against Georgia, what are they going to be against Georgia? Plus 500? Yeah. Plus 450? Yeah. You got plus 20,000. Yeah. I'll say this, though. I think the only legitimate flaw, and I think it's a gapping flaw, and I think it would, it's what would prevent them from getting into the playoff, is their loss is the worst loss. Like, they lost to a TCU team that didn't even get bowl mm-hmm. eligible. I understand that. And so I think if it really came down to it, and you have Notre Dame sitting here, whether you think Notre Dame would beat Baylor or Baylor would beat Notre Dame, Notre Dame's loss is to a team that's undefeated, that's in the college football okay. playoff, and Baylor's other loss is to a 5-7 and seven TCU. Let me give you another long shot with a chaotic scenario. Okay. And by chaos, I mean everything has to happen, right? Multiple losses. Yeah, Michigan in the top blows it in the Michigan Big Ten championship. Right. Michigan Alabama loses, loses. Alabama loses. Cincinnati, Cincinnati right, loses. Right. At that point, it's Georgia number one, Notre Dame number two, and we're begging for two more right. teams. Okay. And it's knowing the committee, and yes. they probably keep Alabama in. It probably yeah, knowing but the committee. Now I'm saying, what if Oregon wins the Pac-12 convincingly over Utah? They avenge the loss from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Which it was. At, you know, in Salt Lake City, tough loss on the road. Tough place to play. Tough place to play. They avenged that loss with a convincing win in the Pac-12 title game on Friday night here in Vegas. They would be a Pac-12 champ mm-hmm. with arguably the best, one of the best wins in college football. At Ohio With a State. win at Ohio State. Right. When you compare them to an idle Ohio State who's not playing in a conference championship game, we're going to knock Michigan out with a loss. Okay. We're going to knock Cincinnati out with a loss. We're going to knock Alabama out with a loss, maybe. Okay. Oregon, at plus, again, 200 to 1 odds, if things break their way, could get into the playoff. <sighs> I don't know. That's a tough one because I thought if everything played out the way I initially thought it was going to play out, I thought Oregon was going to be on the outside looking in. So did to I. begin with. So did I. I think when they lost again, it gave the committee relief that now no matter what happens, we can eliminate them. Yeah. I just don't think there's a lot of momentum. I don't think they have a lot of backing in that room. I think people view that conference as the weakest. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they couldn't navigate the actual conference, I think, hurts. I mean, then the Stanford loss is awful. I it's mean, the worst that, loss. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's a terrible loss. and. You know, it wasn't even, even if time, you, it was a crazy right. call. Even if you beat Utah, I mean, mm-hmm. Utah's lost to BYU, San Diego State, Oregon State. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like I, I don't know what they're. I'm telling you, what could happen now if all that happens is you're going to hear Kurt Herbstreet talking about Ohio State. Ohio State backing into this thing <laughs> without, without playing. Right. And, and, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I hate is <laughs> I hate Alabama at plus six fifty because they're six and a half point dogs to Georgia, mm-hmm. which means. You assume that they're going to lose to Georgia. I know you don't want to assume anything, but the odds would tell you that the favorite's going to win the game. That's what the odds are, right? Mm -hmm. So odds are they lose to Georgia. I don't agree with anybody saying that Alabama with two losses gets in because you can't put them at number four. How can you justify making Georgia play Alabama in the semifinal when they just played them in the SEC championship game and beat them. Well, the, the only way Bama would even like have a, be in the conversation, first of all, is if this is an all-time great game. Lose by a last-second field goal? Yeah, something crazy I happens. I still wouldn't do and, and they still need, in my opinion, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oklahoma State to all lose. Well, in that case, I could argue making Alabama staying at three. Right. But, but it, I wouldn't put them at four. It, I don't care how the game is. If Cincy, Michigan, and Oklahoma State win, I think Alabama's out if they lose. Well, Because I think Oklahoma State will get in. Yeah. Here's the only guarantee we know. Georgia's in the playoff. Yes. Win or lose, Georgia's in the playoff. They're either going to be number one or they're going to be number two. So here's, here's a question <laughs> I have. And I've said this, and I have a, a small amount on them. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet more. Cincinnati's sitting there at 16-1. to 1. People have looked at Cincinnati this year, mm-hmm. me included, and, and, and wondered, you know, why the football guys would allow this Power 5 team, that's not the best version of Cincinnati since Luke Fickle has been there, yep. to get to this point. But I keep going back to one game. They played this Georgia team to a 24-21 to 21 game in last year's bowl game. Sure. They are the team that if they get in, I'm telling you, I've been in locker rooms my whole life, there will not be one person in that locker room that doesn't think 
they can beat Georgia. Is it worth laying a small amount on Cincinnati at 16-1 to to win it all? No, because I think if you feel this way, you bet them to beat Georgia in the semifinal. Mm -hmm. Because the odds to beat Georgia will be high enough that you'll get value, and you don't have to worry about them winning the national championship. So you think if Alabama loses, that Cincy will still end up being the fourth seed? You think Oklahoma State would jump them to three? Because yes. I'm thinking that Georgia plays Oklahoma State since he plays Michigan, a game I know they can win. No, I think that I think Oklahoma State would go from five to three. Mm, that'd be interesting. Because they would have a – it's a top ten win. Still. Top ten win Houston, matters. Houston's top 25. So it's not like They've they're – They've been reluctant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, it's a top ten win would be more impressive than a top 20 win. I think I'm going to lay something on Luke Fickle. Now, I'm just telling you, everything's lining up right for the Bearcats, people. Well, I think Luke's I'm, staying. I, I mean, they're <laughs> locked in. All right, everything's lining up for the Bearcats. I've been screaming David, the year David, right, Aaron? The year David. I know we got to get yep. to a break, but I'm just saying, bet the Bearcats to win it all. Houston plus 340 on Saturday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. He's Sean <laughs> King. It's the Nightcap here on v At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.